Ah, Jack, we have made it. Made to what? Uh, the James Bond episode. James, this is 007? This is our seventh episode, and, uh, you know, as I've been doing, it's zero, zero, whatever the episode number is, and so this is zero, zero, seven, double, oh, seven. Well, who's James playing, Bond who gets episode. to play Bond here, you or me? Um, I think I am more of a Bond than you are, in all fairness. Why are you more of a Bond? Um, I think I'm just more handsome. I dress better. <laughs> uh, probably a better shot. I don't know. Well, as long as James Bond doesn't have to run, I guess I'd be okay. I mean, even now, I think I run better and faster than you. You know, no, if, this was, if the roles true. were today. That's probably true. I mean, you're at best uh, in the living daylights, Roger Moore, Bond, not, you know. <laughs> Not live and let die, Roger Moore. You're like old, <laughs> barely hanging on. Bond. <laughs> James Bond. So yeah, I think I'm the Bond, and you're more the odd job. From Raleigh, North Carolina, it's the Jane Jack Show. Starring Jane Jack. With special guest, Joe Garfine. So sit back, relax. And enjoy the show. Hello, the Jay and Jack Show. My <laughs> name is Jay. I'm Jay. You already did that. I did? When? Like every single time. Okay, I'm sorry. Hello, the Jay and Jack Show. My name is Jay. Well, see, the, you know, the hard part about this is what? I always had a show and it would, okay, I could, I, I could take something from the years sh- in. You can't just come up with something funny. Oh, you're like Cliff. When I, we used to do the uh, those videos, he goes, all right, Jack, uh, here's the script. Here's the script. But you just say something funny. I go, well, what? Because, you know, I think we hold you, or you hold yourself in this esteem with other people like- a, I do? A Bill Murray or- Oh, uh, yeah, I do. Robin Williams. Yeah, you know? that's like, me. <laughs> you know, you say, like, just turn on the mic and it's podcasting gold. So I think we just no, have no, no, this no, no, expectation no, no, of you. No, what I say is I'm off to make podcasting gold. I always tell- your your mom met when I go upstairs. I go, where are you going? Off to make podcasting gold. So if you're gonna say that, I feel like that's the joke. That's, turn that's on, a joke. Be I'm able off to, to make podcasting know, gold. At least produce some podcasting silver or bronze or something. <laughs> this is this is podcasting aluminum. <laughs> <laughs> at least you can recycle it. That's that's true. Right. That's true. Oh man. Um, I guess gold would be podcasting <laughs> copper, right? That's uh, no, copper's great. Copper's valuable. I know. That's what I'm saying. It's it's worth a lot. Yeah. This isn't that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm podcasting uh, steel. No, let's see. No, steel's good. Steel's good. Pot trying, metal. Pot metal. <laughs> I'm pod, I'm podcasting uh, balsa wood. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, well, uh, Jack, here we are. Uh, seventh episode. Seven episodes. Uh, today. They, and they said it wouldn't make it. Yeah, they said we wouldn't last. Uh, and today we have Joe Garfine. Uh, Joe long, Opinionated. A uh, longtime uh, friend uh, of the show. Uh, you know, lost blogger. Uh, you know, founder and, you know, runner of Cancer Gets Lost. Well, amazing funny. Charity. We talked to her, what, once a year, maybe. Mm-hmm. And it's like we just been... Like we've been friends every day, or what I'm trying to say. Yeah, we recorded over an hour with her, and it was a lot of fun. Yeah. So I, I think everyone listening to this will really enjoy the conversation. Uh, talk about her charity, talk about Lost, talk about a bunch of other TV shows. Um, and uh, 
and yeah, it's always a great time chatting with her. So we, we think you all will enjoy that. Um, uh, so Jack in last week's episode, uh, we talked about your, your ghost. Yes. Um, so any ghosts? No, nothing, nothing this week. It's not like it happens all the time. Okay, sure. It's like it happens. It doesn't happen. Okay. Yeah. I, I don't. There's nothing I don't summon the ghost. Uh-huh. Come here. I want to talk to you. <laughs> oh it's man. It's not like Flipper where like, sure. where sure. Flipper would come. <laughs> That's my Flipper impression. <laughs> that was awful. They call him Flipper, Flipper. Like, Flipper was the lassie of the sea. Sure. Yeah. Like, I think that's how they pitched it when they went to that's the That's probably studio. what it is. Flipper yeah. come on. Hey, <laughs> you like lassie, right? Oh, I love lassie. Okay. <laughs> what if? Instead I, of lassie, we I, use a dolphin. I have said this for the longest time. Why don't they remake lassie? They've done it a couple of times. No, but not in the last 20, 30 years. They did, they did a movie in the 90s. Not a, I'm not talking about a movie. Lassie. Where he goes, rawr, rawr, rawr. Timmy falling a whale. Yes. Yes, okay, he did. Like, would that... Would that work in today's TV? Like, well, you have to darken it up a little bit. <laughs> Why does it have to be dark? Timmy dies in the well. <laughs> so you, if you were the great TV lassie, would you do stop the pee? If you were the TV, you stop the pee, lassie, and now Timmy died. If you just came straight here, we could have rescued him. You would show up to that board meeting. It's like, all right, I got this. This is my pitch. Yeah. Okay, lassie's back, but it's darker and grittier. <laughs> She's a cop in Detroit. <laughs> she's got a drug problem. She's on the take. <laughs> Lassie's addicted to she's a uh, crooked canine cop. <laughs> she's addicted to milk don- milk bone dog biscuits, <laughs> and she and she needs to uh, oh. catch her fix. Oh I God. I like it. Yeah, she runs by and just pees on Timmy. <laughs> Timmy's in the well. <laughs> Timmy, where's my money? Where's my money, Timmy? <laughs> Could be like Family Guy or not Family Guy. Uh, um, yeah, Stewie. Family Guy. Like yeah, Stewie. When he gets beaten up. <laughs> That's oh still God. on. So why couldn't you have a darker Lassie? No, you don't have to make it darker. No. I I think it would work. Just just own what Lassie is, which is this kind of wholesome show. Like so make it a wholesome show. I don't think it's to make it a dark Lassie. I think, but I don't. Think, I think it's been so long that most people don't remember Lassie. I mean, yeah. I seem to be the only one talking about it. I'm sure there's there's Lassie fan groups out there probably. If there's a little Lulu panel every year at Comic Con, <laughs> there's a there's a group out there for Lassie. For Lassie? Yeah. As far as I know, Little Lulu, it's a comic trick, whatever. Uh, it was always Comic Con every year. They have like a fan group meeting, and they were always before us. They for a long time they were always before and, our. And those fan people panel. were they were haters. They didn't like us. Uh, yeah, because we we hadn't been there for fifty years. <laughs> they would just look at us like. Well, all we're three little of them, Lulu. All three of them be like, uh, sorry, we gotta, we gotta get here. So the Lassie panel is four, four people there, and a dog. Oh man! So yes, this week's uh, joke are fine. Uh, next week, which is going to wrap up these episodes, uh, we're going to be gone for a couple weeks because Jack's going to be in California. But next week's episode, uh, we'll have Ryan and Jen from the transmission. So Ryan, Jen, and Jack doing the Lost panel, or Lost. Uh, lost. Jack, you make a joke in our interview with uh, Joe about how you're leaving me to go. Well, it them. happened a couple of weeks ago. Someone I mean, with, with Tad, uh-huh. with, with Tad, he's. I said, no, I'm I'm holding out for Ryan and Jen. <laughs> if Lost comes back, I don't know if I would. I work with them though because they're they're very professional. Yeah, very organized. Yeah, I don't know if you could cut it. You don't, don't think, think so? Well, I'll ask. Have... I'll ask him next week. 
don't know if you have what it takes. I'll ask them, would they take me on? Because I'm <laughs> looking to move up. Move up. Move move on and be, be being respectable. Because we talked, I think, about in the first episode how we were considered the dumb podcast. Sure, sure. You know, and uh, so if so I'm trying went, to prove the Jack brand. Well, I'm just saying, if I went with them, it'd be like, hey, I'm on the smart podcast, except uh-huh. for the dumb guy that just get, yeah, keeps interrupting. Yeah, wouldn't it just like accentuate how dumb you are? It probably would. Wouldn't it like highlight? I'd say, hold on a second, I got to look up that word. <laughs> I, don't, I don't. I'm not sure what you're talking about. <laughs> Siri, what is what, what what the hell are they talking about? <laughs> What's the definition for <laughs> I went to school but really didn't go, so I don't know. Explain it to me like I'm a five year old. <laughs> Four year old. <laughs> well, exactly. I look at him sometimes and go, huh? Yeah. I bet you he's a genius. Well, so we read uh the Lorax tonight, the Dr. Seuss book uh, for bedtime. And because um, he, he loves trees. And like, I remember one time uh, his his grandpa, so uh, not you, the other one, uh, cut down a tree, <laughs> cut down a tree in his backyard. And he wouldn't talk to him for like a week oh. because he was upset. He's like, you killed that tree. Why did you cut down the tree? Um, and I have a story. Oh, okay. So anyway, so he likes, he likes the Lorax because he likes the message of not cutting down trees. So this time we read it. So he's going to be the guy chaining himself to trees. I don't know about that. I think he's just, he's empathetic and he, I don't know, he just cares, but let me look up that word. uh, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, He's someone who can put himself in someone else's shoes. Oh, okay. I knew that. Okay. We didn't anyway. have that word when I was a kid. <laughs> so he, at the end of it, the onceler like gives uh, the truffle seed, which is like the tree that gets cut down in that book, to extinction. Uh, he gives him the seed, um, and then at the so Zach was like, "Oh, that was really nice of him." <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah, sure, I guess, but he did cut down all those trees. Like, yeah, but he's trying to bring them back. <laughs> Um, all right, well, uh, let's uh, jump into this interview uh, with Joe Garfine. You ready, Jack? No. All right, here we go. All right, and now joining us is none other than the legendary... Lost blogger and auction uh, starter and charity runner and all around amazing individual, Joe Garfine, Joe Pinionated. Welcome to the show. Well, thank you. Can you be my hype man? Because that sounded pretty rad. <laughs> well, you had me totally amazing. I know, um, right? I was a little bit I overdone think there. Amazing. <laughs> How's I it going, you guys? It's going well. It's going. Well. How are you? I'm. I good. I can't complain. You know, uh, there's always something going on with cancer gets lost. But I mean, I always love talking to you guys because we've known each other for a little over 10 years now. I think we met at Comic-Con in 2008, maybe. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Didn't we? I think so. Yeah. It was. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Because that was the first year at Hall H, right? Was that the first year we met? I think. Was they in Hall H for 2007? I don't know because I don't remember if I was there because I'm old. But <laughs> I remember certainly many lines with you two nerds and uh, all the panels. And it was such a <laughs> such an amazing experience that it's so different now for the people who are watching the show and binging it than what we had. I think we're kind of lucky we had a magical experience. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. 
Absolutely. And um, I just love how we've grown old together. <laughs> well, it's true. Well, I was already old. So. I mean, I didn't want to say anything, but... <laughs> Well, uh, Joe and I have grown old together, so and yes. Jack's are, Jack was already there. Well, maybe you guys will catch up someday. <laughs> I mean, maybe, but I think we'll always have superior hair. That is a fact. That uh, is very yeah, true. Yeah, that yeah. is very yeah, true. Jay and um, I have been hair twins all along, so we, we have good we, hair. We have been blessed with great hair. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. You're just jealous. I am. Uh, um, Joe, so the, the, the hope or you know, one of my goals of the Jay and Jack show uh, was to, like, have a chance just to talk to our friends um you know especially we haven't talked to anyone yet then <laughs> oh come on um and because uh, yeah again you know we we have kind of grown up together in a certain sense uh and we we've you know been in each other's lives for so long because of a silly not silly show but it's kind of silly when you look at it and from an outside perspective but um so it's it's great to to chat with you and have an excuse to chat with you uh, yeah, it is. And when there's not an event specific thing, like we've done a lot of uh, fundraising yep. podcasts together and we've done cons and panels at cons, but a casual conversation is also really nice. And, you know, in the time since we've known each other, you've given birth to two children and I've yeah. given birth to a nonprofit. So there you go. <laughs> Which one's more difficult? I think the nonprofit might be more difficult. I think there's an equal amount of paperwork, but less poop on my end. So. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. And, and speaking, how how is cancer gets lost? I mean, you're always always, uh, you know, busy and and working so hard with that. Um, but as before, we came on the air. You mentioned you know like a big tenth anniversary auction. But you know what what is going on uh, with that? I mean, it's sort of a three hundred and sixty five, as you know. And uh, yeah. so Jared Wong, who co-founded Cancer Gets Lost, he works for Walker Stalker Con and Heroes Villains Fan Fest, which is terrific because he has an in. Uh, oh, yeah. We provide the items and we can get them signed. Uh, for cancer gets lost at his different events. He's the talent floor manager, and he runs around <laughs> like a crazy person all over the world for Walker. Yeah, it's fun Con. watching his uh, like Facebooks and Instagram. Oh my That's gosh. how he gets all the photos, right? Exactly. He's a world he gets traveler all the photos, too. He's he, always... he also gets the autographs for CGL, which is what I care about. <laughs> As a matter of fact, he uh, is in. Was just in Berlin. And he's in doing London. He just got. I sent him all the Game of Thrones pops. We just got a Jon Snow pop signed by Kit Harrington for Cancer Gets wow. Lost. Wow. I'm pretty excited about that. We, we yeah. specialize a lot in smaller items now, like the Funko Pops and artwork. Mm-hmm. So we got pops signed by Bran, Jon Snow, the Night King, um, and a few others upcoming. So we're pretty excited. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So he does that. I go to other cons. Um, I just I run Cancer Gets Lost um, pretty much by myself. And so Lisa and I, my wife and I funded ourselves. So uh, I've sort of taken managerial control of it uh, using our own our own funds um, mm-hmm. because, hey, why not? We Like I said, people put children through college and Cancer Gets Lost is our child. Um, <laughs> so we are putting it through college, essentially. <laughs> um, so we, uh, we are scaling down in the sense that we're not collecting like huge props. Um, yeah. We are vetting items more because it's a good problem to have that we have almost too much inventory. We're trying to yeah. do show specific auctions. Like they're very successful. We just did one for the hundred in Boston mm. and online and we raised almost $15,000 for a cure wow. childhood cancer, awesome. um, which is amazing. Yeah. Uh, and next year uh, we're going to do a huge, huge lost only our first ever lost only auction and it's going to be to celebrate the 10 year anniversary of the series finale can you guys believe it has been 10 oh my years god no <laughs> <laughs> i mean yeah. i was at your party you guys threw you rented a giant theater in los angeles you had michael emerson you had a dharma van on stage you had 2000 fans watching the finale it was unbelievable oh yeah, yeah. it was incredible 
Maybe we just need to do that again. Maybe we just coincide it with your your auction. We'll just we'll get the Orpheum again. Just have everybody come down. We should and do that. It. That'd, that'd, be finale, that'd be amazing. Yeah. So you know, Lost Twenty Twenty um, is happening, which is the event uh, that Kelly puts on in Hawaii, and it's happening. Yep at the end of May next year, and I'll be doing something live for Cancer Gets Lost there in addition to the online auction, but I have to tell you, we're screening the premiere on Hurley's Golf Course and screening the finale in the finale church. Oh, nice. Wow. That's awesome. It's amazing, and I already am crying sort of in advance, you know, like just thinking <laughs> about being there with 250 fans on Kuloa Ranch where Hurley planted his flag. I mean, it's oh. going to be unbelievable. Yeah. No, it's, that stuff's great. And it's... Are you going to tell everybody they were dead the whole time? Oh, I am certainly um, not because the people who pay money to go to this event, they know. <laughs> it's crazy. And, you know, we do uh, the uh, Lost panel at Comic-Con every year. Um, yeah. And it's the only Lost panel at Comic-Con every year. And yeah. uh, it's it's amazing to see the new people come to the show. But the other yeah. amazing thing is, like, new watchers that still walk away with, like, some semblance of that thought that they were dead the whole time, which blows my mind. I know. And I sometimes have to stop myself from going, are you insane? Did you not watch the same show? Because obviously it's in the eye of the beholder and I have to have patience, but I also want to be like, the internet has exploded in 10 years. There are plenty of um, lovely websites and analysis out there that can show you person by person what happened to them. You know, like just, I want to send people articles all the time, but I just, I bite my tongue. Yeah, because one of my coworkers, she was watching it for the first time. And when you're known as like, Hey, Lost guy, you know Lost. Exactly. Let's talk about Lost. So, like, they just reach out to you, uh, you know, unsolicited. They just want to know. So, like, I, I became, you know, her spiritual guide through this, her experience as she was, you know, binging it. And then, so she got to the end and she just mentioned me. She was like, so they were dead the whole time? I was like, oh. No! Oh, you re- misread the room. <laughs> Isn't it fascinating, though, that people still, when they watch it for the first time, maybe even unspoiled, haven't read anything, that's their takeaway. Yeah. So I I know you had a party here for your, was it birthday party or just a party for kids? What? Here at your house. You weren't here. You were at a toy show. Oh, it was like a Halloween party, I think. And some guy, yeah, some guy knew that I watched Lost, or Jay and I talked about Lost, so he's talked, he first time watching it, and he's, yeah, I was all cool with it until I found out they were dead the whole time. And it I, hurts heard, my heart. Well, you've heard me at the panel say, I don't bother correcting people. Yeah. I said, I said yeah, okay. And walked away. <laughs> I think I'm physically, emotionally incapable of doing so. Like, you'd have to restrain me from not answering. I used, Lisa, to, I used to argue Lisa, with like, people. Just to like, pull you aside. Like, oh, let's come over here. Let's look at this thing over here. Well, she I usually used... giggles. If she doesn't go to many cons, but she'll overhear someone talking about it. And she'll just look at me going, oh, shit. There she goes. Okay. <laughs> I don't waste like, my time. I mean... I, I guess I'm like you. I'm known as the lost girl, which is great. Mm. I mean, and I'm trying to, you know, continue the legacy of lost through cancer gets lost. So I'm always happy to talk about it. But yeah. I think we've talked about this at your panels, too. When people either don't like lost or haven't finished it, they always whisper. And they go, I'm really sorry. I didn't like it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm known as the lost umpy old, uh, umpy old, grog, umpy, umpy old, you're right <laughs> I'm known as the lost old grumpy guy there you <laughs> That's what go. I was to say. so nothing's changed in 14 years no <laughs> no i'm proud of it and, and i wish also i could say rosa it bernard, <laughs> rosa bernard worked for dharma too so they did oh, yeah. that's my favorite of your craziness of all of those years i still tell people that it was it should have happened well but i mean I how, do you, how do you know it, it didn't what i love my favorite thing about that theory is that at the end of it all 
Like everybody, but Rose and Bernard works for Dharma. <laughs> Well, because I know when you when you when you saw that could happen, you were getting you were getting upset. I know I was I was get, starting to get ticked because I, I said, "Oh, they, finally they're it? throwing me a bone." Yeah, they they, they were you, like you know you had Sawyer and you had them all. You know, just about everybody seemed to be working for Dharma. And then I was like, "Oh my God, it's gonna happen! It's gonna happen! I'm never gonna hear the end of this that Rose and Bernard actually worked for Dharma." And they no, couldn't just give me that. Be on his gravestone. That would be on his gravestone. Uh, it would be. Because he had the underwater hatch, so really, if he had another one, I would. It just it would well, have been. Hold on, hold on. I did say Christian Shepherd had an illegitimate child, and Jack had a sister. Uh huh. I thought it was. I thought it was. Um. um Claire. No. No. It was Claire, but I. I, I thought Shannon? it was. Um, uh, Shannon. No. Um. Are not many women Penny? on this show. Desmond and uh, Penny. Penny. Just remember, I saw the photo that he stares at. Oh, oh, so you it's, a, it it's in a different pen. penny. That's in the right. That's before they actually change. Actually, he's in the hatch and he stares at it, and that's when I came up with the theory that he was had. Ah, uh, yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. And so they gave me a little bit of a bone. But still, if if Rose were not, if that ended up happening, I'd been like, ugh. I like quit. what? What percentage would you guys say of your crazy theories or predictions came through on Lost through all of your podcasting history? I would say ninety nine percent. No, like point five percent. Same. Same. <laughs> Well, we, mean, did have, there... we did have that one where the log carrying guy got shot. Uh-huh. That was fun. Well, okay, so I think with if getting a theory right, I think it's like winning an Oscar. Like it is one to be like validated. <laughs> Absolutely, I still I hold on to some that were never answered. That I'll just in my head it's canon, so I just move on. I'm like, yeah, I was right, of course. <laughs> yeah. Well, I still think that's why a lot of people ended up not liking the show is because they had theories. And they didn't happen, and they got mad. Whereas I personally, it was fun just to theorize. It was just fun to talk to people and do all that different stuff. And so if it didn't happen, it didn't happen. So if you did get one right, you're like, yes. Oh, it was a huge victory. I mean, I remember one time in all of those years that Jeff Jensen did his amazing articles for EW, he mentioned one of my theories, and I thought it was Christmas. It was uh, the best day of my life. (laughs) It was amazing. Yeah, uh, it's... It was great. And it's funny, you know, since we started this show, I think we're only seven episodes in, but we've talked to a few of our old lost friends and um uh there there is this sense of waiting for the lost bat signal Ugh. to pop back up in the sky and for all of us, you know, to put on our, our Dharma jumpsuits and get back <laughs> into the fray. But is there you know, you've kept this, you know, torch going, uh, you know, far greater I think than any other of us that were part of this community. But you know, if Lost comes back, like, how, how are you going to approach it? It's tricky because for Cancer Gets Lost reasons, it's exciting. For Joe Garfield reasons, it is not. Like, it is, <laughs> it is, and I said this on Twitter today because I have an unpopular opinion, which is, you know, people said, what would Lost be like in 2019? And my answer is, I don't want to know. I think it was the exact show for people like us at that time in our lives, and it has mm-hmm. meant so much to us. And sure, a reboot could mean something very similar to a new crop of human beings. However... I am on board if there if it's in the right hands for a prequel or a sequel, and if it mm-hmm. includes any of the original writers or cast, and it has the right team behind it. That being said, if it's a straight up reboot, I don't think I'm going to watch. So really? That's so of, you don't even like engage with it if it's a reboot? I just feel like you, like you, people like you guys, and people like me, people would be asking every single day on social media, "Oh my God, are you watching it?" and comparing it, and I just, I don't know. 
unless it's as fabulous, which I find to be impossible, I'm not sure how much I could enjoy it. You know, and if, but if it's a huge success, from a Cancer Gets Lost standpoint, obviously we will collect items from that show. So I'm not stupid. Well, I've already decided I'm going to go work with Ryan and Jen. Yes. Oh, you're leaving you me for Ryan yeah. and Jen? You know what? Then we'll do the Jay and Joe show. Yeah, exactly. I'll just I'll put Joe in here. Well, you'll get frustrated with that. I mean, I'll, I'll be the grumpy old lady this time, though. I'll be like, yeah, that didn't work. Yeah, flash forwards are so, not, you know, 2004. <laughs> I mean, how do you take today's TV landscape and technology and update Lost. I don't know that it would survive in this landscape of the 75 million other good shows. Well, but what if it's in, what if it's like, and again, I don't know if, AB, well, say maybe, maybe it could be on the Disney app or something. But what if it was like binge, a bingeable eight episode or 10 episode? Like look at, I don't want to uh, binge. Look no. at Russian Doll, which right. had this really tight, amazing season story that you just run through like would like, what if it was something like that where you only had eight episodes and uh, like, I, I, I don't want to shut down the possibility of a reboot. Like to me, I would love a prequel or, you know, lost the next generation. Absolutely. But I don't want to shut down because I think you're right. Like it is a much more crazy TV landscape and there's so much amazing stuff going out there. But I think you know, the current way TV shows are being released, whether it's like HBO style where it's, you know, 12 episodes straight in a row or the Netflix bingeable style could be really good for a story like Lost. No, I agree. And I think, you know, it's an interesting model to go from where you see the 22 episodes, you know, 15, 16 episodes a season to, you know, can they do, the lost type of storytelling in eight to 10 episodes. And if it was on a streaming platform, they'd have more Liberty in terms of um, adult themes. Uh, you know, I think Disney plus their new streaming service is an option because it does have the restraints of network. And yeah. I think that would be a logical choice if they were to do any kind of incarnation of it. Um, I mean, let's be honest. I have to watch one episode of whatever it is just because I can then tell people yes or no, because they're yeah. going to ask. Um, yeah. And it's, of course, there's curiosity. But I think it is literally the television love of my life. So that's why I'm such a hard I have such a hard line on it. It's like yeah. um, I, it changed my life. It changed your life. It changed your wife's life and your family's. And uh, again, not that another show is incapable of that, but it, it was our magic in a bottle. So I'm protective of it. Sure. I would, I would only want it once a week, though. Yeah, I, I, that I, format I, works it, for us for analysis and for bonding and for message boards. Yes. Because we because you almost, you had to watch it two or three times. Right. Yeah. And, and like that, Hulu it, puts out Handmaid's Tale one episode at a time. That works. And they yeah, only right. have a few, uh, you know, eight to ten a season. So. No, I, I, I agree. Like something like that. Because, you know, look at Stranger Things. Yeah. Where I love it. But, you know, the, binging it, you do lose – you know, like I'll watch it again. I'm like, oh, crap, I missed that or whatever. Because when you're just going straight through, there's those moments of like, you know, you're eating a snack or something and you're just going <laughs> to miss it because you just keep going. There's no it, break. It also hurts you when you have a theory. Yeah. Right away go, oh, you're wrong. <laughs> Immediately. Oh, I already watched the 16 episodes. You're like, but, but, oh. But you're also it wrong. hurts multimedia platforms. I think it hurts when you release your entire season. People like you guys, uh, and I used to do it with the blogging. If you are doing episode by episode analysis, and we all have day jobs, which is, I think, most podcasters and writers, it is hard to then take the time 
every night to record for a new episode. It's like usually we only have time to record one a week when the episode airs. And so I think that it just gives, it's a more natural, again, maybe we're old. We like a natural break between episodes to discuss it. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, hopefully, you know, what, what, what would you say about this situation, Joe, where, you know, ABC starts testing waters or Disney starts testing waters to bring back a new lost or whatever, but they bring us as like consultants. Oh, yeah. Uh, on uh, that's team. clearly, clearly our goal. I mean, listen, <laughs> I could easily I would take a social media consultant, a fan consultant or a story consultant role. Let's be honest. Um, yeah, yeah. I'm very much still in touch with a lot of the fandom, which is great, as are you guys because of our platform. So th- I think that they naturally should come to us. Of course. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm listen, all in. I'm not, I, I, as you see up from my social media, if I don't like a show, I don't talk about it. I'm not here like everyone else to spread negativity and bash someone's work because I know I'm so friendly with people behind the scenes who create television. I know that labors, labors of love, uh, labor, I can't speak, labors of love go into making episodes of television. And yeah. so if I don't like the new loss, I just won't talk about it. Yeah. And do I think it's coming? Yes, because last summer at Comic Con, ABC all of a sudden had. Special lost T-shirts and pins, and you're yeah. like, okay, 13 years later, random Comic Con, it's happening. Well, They're it's gearing up. Gonna happen. It, it, Disney is this IP ownership company now, where they just have yeah. tons of IP, and that's you know, it's sitting there not being used, and it has a fan base, so it only makes business sense to utilize it at some point. Mark my words, 10-year anniversary of the finale, they're going to announce next year, they're going to announce whatever they're going to do with it. Yeah. But like we were saying earlier, there's a lot of pressure. Yeah. It's one of, it's one of those shows that, you, you know, like they rebooted Magnum P.I. And right. I was like, uh, I'm a huge fan. So I started watching it. I like it. Right. Yeah, Magnum P.I. is but, like your but, classic but, but That's CBS what I'm saying, show. though. Magnum P.I. is like, okay, hard. it's it's not Lost. Yeah. Whereas Lost right. was picked apart scene by scene people like you said it's it's my baby it's my it's mine mm-hmm. and if you if it's not up to snuff that's it, gonna i wouldn't want to be wouldn't want to be uh any part of it if it wasn't you know at least 90 percent as close to the original right and look at david chase is doing a prequel for the sopranos but he obviously is the sopranos so that's great but david and carlton have not only moved on to you know different jobs and have prolific careers they've said they've said they've told their story so they're not going to have anything to do with it which is great it gives creative freedom to whoever runs it but also there is intense pressure because look what david and carlton have done with right. their careers yeah yeah and um you know i'm excited for what uh, damon's take on the watchman let's take a quick break for a commercial oh my god i cannot wait which you know Kudos to him because, you know, I, he has been put through the ringer on social media, just like people giving him crap. Yep. Uh, and, and Watchmen is just one like the fact that he had the confidence enough to take on uh, Watchmen, which is another one of those like beloved uh, works of fiction uh, that everybody has an opinion on, and uh, you know. Uh, I'm sure there's going to be a large contingency of people online. They're like, oh, I didn't like how he did that. So right. kudos for him having, you know, the, the gumption. Well, to he nailed the leftovers. Oh, my well, God. Yeah. Seriously, I, what... I haven't stopped thinking about that show. Oh, it's a, yeah. He, he knocked it out of the park. So maybe that's what gave him the confidence because I think he did a, a fantastic job. But I'm still. Because I was him. I would have said, okay, I'm good after season two. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to stop because because he took so much crap for Lost. Yeah. But season three was excellent. 
Mm-hmm. It was amazing. amazing. I thought season two was phenomenal, and then season three happened, and it's like stuck in my it's stuck in my soul. And yeah. very, very, very few seasons of television have done that. And I think, mm-hmm. you know, uh, people like you and I and fans listening to this will follow Damon to the ends of the earth because yeah. his creativity is boundless, and he's also yeah. such a nice human being that you just yeah. root for him. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Um, but you know, so if whoever takes over Lost or however they do it, I think something like Disney Plus, yeah, could be the avenue to do it. Um, yeah. Especially you had, yeah. a- oh, I'm sorry, you had Apple announced today their stream program. But you know, like CBS, their Star Trek, their next Star Trek was on their their streaming platform. The Good Fight, um, the Good Fight. Um, and I love both those shows, and and also the fact that Jordan Peele's Twilight Zone is on CBS All Access. Yep. Good lord! And yeah. you know, I'm of course going to sign up for Disney Plus because I want to see the Star Wars spinoffs and the Marvel spinoffs, and you know, inevitably, apparently, the Lost spinoff. <laughs> but it's amazing how mad people get about that, though. You see people get upset. Oh, it's 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 on. I have to buy their Plus. I have to buy their. Right. Said, That's the way it's going. That's. I know, that, and it's that. sad because like you, we're in a position where we can afford it, but so many people can't, and all of yeah. these plus plus pluses. It's like you can either afford basic cable or you can afford. A Hulu and Amazon and a Netflix and now there's Disney now there's Apple and it's 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 definitely a crowded market and for people who don't have the means it's very frustrating. Well, then you have to like pick and choose, right? Because then you're right. like, okay, I can afford Netflix and a Hulu, but I can't do an HBO and yeah, we uh, can't we canceled our cable. Um, yeah. Uh, so yeah, it it is it is both a good thing and a bad thing. Uh, it's like uh, so we'll, we'll see it. What the market can actually bear, uh, just outside of perspective looking in, I'm, I look at the Apple TV Plus thing. I'm like, eh, I don't know if that's gonna take. You know, I look yeah. at Disney Plus. I'm like, okay, well, you're getting every single Disney movie ever. They have so much stuff. Marvel, got- Star Wars, yeah. all of it. Apple got Oprah. Here's the thing about Apple. I saw, you know, I was watching on Twitter today some of the announcements. How do you have an entire con, you know, a big worldwide conference about it and not tell us how much it costs? Oh, I know. I just don't get it. That turned me off so much. Oh, they didn't. They didn't say how much it was going to cost. No, no, and it's not coming out till like the end of next year, this year or something. They're like the fall, which is vague, which is fine. But a price point would have been the only reason yep. for me to tune in. I mean, they should have known how much it's going to cost because they're probably still in a, they're trying to figure out what the market will bear. Well, and they're packaging it in with other services and on their app through Apple TV. Yep. So. Yeah, and, I, and I get it from a like a business standpoint, but as a as a total know. consumer like you, I watch so much television. I just kind of want to know. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Because yeah. me and I'm I'm a big Apple fan. I've been an Apple user since I was five. Um, you know, I love Apple products, but this one, I'm like, I I'm not sold. They haven't sold me because they did. They've done their carpool karaoke, and I some of them have been fun, but I haven't really watched all yeah. of them. Or it just it's a it's just so weird because they're doing a credit card now too, the Apple credit card, and just yeah. they're coming out with things. I'm like, I just, I don't know. Like, I don't. Human beings are super busy, and Americans in particular just want to click on the box, they want to click yeah. on the app that says Apple TV to Netflix to Amazon. Like, yeah. And the fact that they're not telling us how we can access their content, let alone a price, I think is a huge mistake. Yeah, yeah, and it seems it seems muddled, and I just it seems I... premature. Their their conference today seemed premature. Yeah, no, I'd agree. I'd agree. Yeah. And and Apple usually waits until the thing is fully baked to then talk right? about it, which is yeah. which is rare for them to kind of jump the gun a little bit. Well, why do you think they jumped the gun? What what was the point? I think there's a lot of criticisms on Tim Cook on our innovation post Steve Jobs, so I think they're well, like feeling a little bit of pressure to like show, hey, we still. Plus, they, their their revenue's been down on their hardware, which has always been their bread and butter. So I think they're trying to show, okay, we've got 
plans beyond hardware. We've got new things coming out. But it's interesting. I just assumed because they they found out that Disney Plus was about to be announced. I mean that too. You have Disney Plus coming out. Uh, the Fox deal was done. So right. Um, I wonder. So if yeah, if all the Fox IP is going to go. I mean, what if they get the Simpsons? Like all Simpsons on that. What's what's sad is, and I think what doesn't get as much play in the in the news reporting of this deal is that things like Fox Two Thousand, which was a more um, independent, spirited arm of the Fox Film Division, has been axed, and they brought us things like Hidden Hidden Figures. And mm-hmm. so I just feel like there are going to be some big losses in cinema of and, and Oscar caliber films by this merger. So I just want to point that out as much as it's going to be awesome no. to see Deadpool merged that I, as a consumer went, Oh shoot, they're getting rid of Fox 2000. And it sort of was sort of brushed under the radar. Yeah. Well, I think they, you know, I think they cut like $2 billion in costs, which was mostly, uh, you know, uh, workforce. Um, so, which is really unfortunate. And I, and I get it. I know that there's business, but of course I root for everyone to have a job and like, yeah. you know, be able to live their life. Yep. What's, uh, what's your stance on the, was it Spielberg that came out and said that movies should be like was that Netflix movies was not oh yeah uh, Roma yeah I mean I mean, here's the thing I watch all of the movies on Netflix but I also still love going to the theater so I don't, my opinion is I think both can coexist just fine and they shouldn't have to be defined yep I agree I just I was wondering because Spielberg was upset well, right I, and I I get his point but he also you know was signed on to Apple TV so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Money talks, money walks. Yeah, exactly. Um, well, a lot of times, yeah, I think these guys just float ideas out there. You know, mm-hmm. it's like, but then the social media, you take a lot of heat, though. You can't do that anymore without, you got to be careful. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, older generation filmmakers, which now that we're older, we can talk about Spielberg that way, who aren't on social media are not going to necessarily, maybe they should have some more consulting from their people about statements like that, because it's not yeah. going to play well to the audience that you now are going to be targeting through Apple TV. Yeah. Yeah, well, it's and especially you know somebody like Spielberg, like, and he seems like a perfectly nice guy. But you're if you're that big of a person for however long he's like since Jaws, like he's yeah. not he's not going to be somebody that's dual within reality. You know, he's not going to understand maybe the normal person as much as maybe he did when he was. You mean he's out of touch? Cover. Well, maybe instead of like get off my lawn, he should be like, why don't we mow the lawn together? I mean. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Just come on, man. We Spielberg is like you and I grew up on Spielberg, so this is oh, our yeah. dude. I yeah. was just shocked that he that he was he was complaining about it because mm-hmm. he's had so much success. Yeah. Right. It's it's another it's another you know revenue stream where you could where people can make movies. Yeah. Where it might not have got you know what, was it Roma? Yeah. It may not have yeah. got made if if it was didn't have Netflix. Sure. Bankrolling it. Yeah. Well, and I think. I- you know, it's it's kind of similar to you know George Lucas fought uh, against because um, they were colorizing a lot of movies. Yeah. Right. So he was part of this group that fought against you know companies changing the intent of the original film. But then you had George Lucas completely you know butcher his own movies. <laughs> and exactly. Oopsies. But you know, look I'm, at someone I'm, like J.J. Abrams, who's embraced both the TV and film world and the streaming world better than almost anyone. And I, mm-hmm. I'm really looking forward to what he does next for TV. Yeah, because he's he's part of that Apple TV Plus thing, right? Yes, but I think he has deals with other platforms as well. Like he is, you know, obviously I think he does Castle Rock on Hulu, which is terrific. Um, and I think he's sort of spread the company out enough that it's yeah. not exclusive. That's good. Yeah. 
That's good. Well, Plessy's taken on the final Star Wars film. Uh, you know, talking about yes. people taking on a, a difficult situation. That's going to be a. You mean the final or the final the to the next or final? The final of this trilogy. Okay. This trilogy, yeah. And I am <laughs> down. I I still think that what he did bringing Star Wars back refreshed it in a way that it just it resonated so strongly with me that and of course love Ryan Johnson's as well. But I'm excited that JJ's sort of finishing that circle. Yeah, I. For me, I've loved all the new content. Like I, I love solo. Like I and yes, um, and and I can see, and I can absolutely see where you can nitpick things or where things you know maybe weren't the best. But it's like it's it's Star Wars, and it feels like Star Wars. It feels like it's in that universe. And well, I think you're gonna have people stories. that are gonna hate it no matter what. Yeah, it's right. Just, it's it's like Lost. We we're talking about Lost. There's gonna be people that say no, don't touch it, leave it yeah. alone. Even though it could be perfect, they're going to say, no, it's terrible. Yeah. But I would say, and they get all the attention, the loud minority, the, the majority of people who are who grew up with and are introducing their next generations of families to Star Wars, try and get tickets as soon as possible. Enjoy the heck out of every moment in the cinema, absorbing their favorite characters and stories, and we all look forward to it. And it brings us, it literally brings us the Marie Kondo, it sparks joy, the yes. Star Wars films. <laughs> and that's what I choose to focus on because, you know, I, I am an adult and we still go to Disneyland for fun and just the two of us as adults, like we're doing this weekend during WonderCon. And we look forward to getting our tickets three months in advance for Star Wars because it is brings joy not just to us but you can see it in the people around you absolutely absolutely and and there there is still that magic of that story like because you know my son who's five years old there's something about star wars that still resonates with him because we've we watched the original trilogy recently with him oh wow that's uh, so cool see that's so cool you get to show your son's star wars like in any order you want yes <laughs> wait till he sees a new hope goes uh, this special effects suck <laughs> no he doesn't care like he doesn't i know i'm kidding it, i'm kidding to to him at five it doesn't matter the special effects in the original trilogy versus to him it doesn't well to be, to be fair those special effects are still great yeah well again he doesn't he yeah doesn't look at it and think it's fake like it's real to him and and so it's great like getting to introduce him to these things that i love with and and see it again through a child's eyes kind of takes me back to me being a kid and doing yes. it's there's just that there's no cynicism that adults have hey new hope came out uh, when i was a kid yeah that's wow, how old it now is. we're getting back in the stone ages yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> no i mean listen i also love rogue one very much and i know a lot of people oh, have had you know the problems with it but if you it just as a standalone story and also one that connects to a new hope i thought it was phenomenal oh yeah i liked it and I have friends that actually think Rogue One's like one of their favorite Star Wars. Like it's up there with Empire. Your friends are very smart. <laughs> yeah. Well, I heard nothing but bad things about Solo. And I actually saw it on Netflix. Mm-hmm. I yeah. Said, oh, let me watch this. I haven't seen it yet. I go, why do people hate it? It was so much fun. Yeah, it was I a just lot was, of fun. Just, but I don't know. I, mean, I think I'm a big expectations in reality. Like it's, I think people hold the standalones to a different standard than they do the trilogies. Mm-hmm. You know, these spinoffs. And so that's why I'm excited to see the spinoffs on Disney+. Plus. And by the way, I feel like I'm advertising for them. I'm just a big nerd and I'm excited. <laughs> so you, that, so you have we, stock in Disney+. Plus. We don't know. I actually we, do not have stock in Disney, which is idiotic. <laughs> uh, that, have they announced the price of Disney+, Plus yet? No, I don't think so. Apple's okay. going to do it for them. <laughs> <laughs> they won't announce their own, but they'll say what uh, Disney's is. But... Um, yeah, no, I it's it'll be interesting. I'm very curious to see how that pans out. Um, and yeah, but I'll tell you, 
outside of that, um, the DC movies, this new Shazam movie has me really excited because I feel like DC is on a turn now where they're starting to step up their game, which is exciting. Yeah, this the reviews look really positive. They like they said this film has heart and it's funny. To me, it looks like the movie Big with the superhero yep. cape. So I am yep. down. Yeah, um, Zach Levi is very likable. Obviously, yep. Chuck and you know he did all these things at Comic Con all throughout the mm-hmm. years. The Nerd HQ and he's just a good, seemingly a good dude. Lots of anyone who does that much for charity is you know a fan. I'm a fan, but yep. it looks like unlike the previous DC movies, aside from Wonder Woman, that they're finally got the sense of humor right and they need that yep. tone. Yeah. Well, I don't know if you saw Aquaman. But Aquaman was really good, too. I, exactly. Even though it's, yes. it's huge. It was like a crazy movie, but it was actually a lot of fun. Um, and because Momoa so- didn't take himself seriously, and obviously Zach Levi isn't either, and I feel like Marvel does that. It's a serious mm-hmm. story, but they don't take themselves seriously, and so that plays well on the screen, mm-hmm. whereas I think Justice League, and um, they don't even get me started, they ruined my Superman. I feel like they're so <laughs> self-serving and serious yeah. and destructive that it sort of ruined it for me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think... It's like they they looked at uh, Chris Nolan's Dark Knight trilogy, and it was so successful. Like, okay, this is a successful superhero movie. <laughs> but the problem was, is like the Batman is a dark, brooding, depressing dude. But that's not yeah. all comic book characters. Like, it, it that's his it, thing. It wasn't in the sixties. Um, right. Superman is not like he is like this vision of hope, you know, for people. Yeah. He's not supposed to be dark and brooding and miserable too. Like, it's. There's there's a difference there. Also, you took away the best part, which is Clark Kent. If you don't yeah. give me Clark Kent, I'm not watching your movie. Yeah. No, that's yeah, absolutely. I mean, that absolutely. was like the Clark, Superman has always always been my favorite character, and I'm talking about Christopher Reeve because you had this nerd by day who wanted mm-hmm. to help people by night, which is all I've ever wanted to do with my life. And so, like, <laughs> I huge fan of Clark Kent becoming something he's always dreamed of but didn't know he was capable of and i love mm-hmm. that story and so i missed that part of this superman yep absolutely absolutely are you guys I, watching any of the like tv show marvel shows i was just curious like i know there aren't many dc ones besides the arrowverse but like i i really enjoy the runaways i so i haven't seen any of the i've watched the netflix ones those are all canceled now yeah uh, but uh, i Jessica hear Jones the runaways is so is very good. good i hear uh so runaways is good i hear it's good yeah I like it because it's usually like, you know, I tried to watch The Gifted and there are a lot of shows that have the parents and the kids and either like one faction or the other. Season one of The Runaways is okay, but season two was really, really good and it really gelled and found its footing and the kids are interesting, the parents are interesting and the technology is cool. Um, and it just got renewed for a season three and it's on Hulu. So I, I like that one. I think that's the only offshoot left that I watched that hasn't been canceled. Mm-hmm. I watched The Flash for like first four seasons Yep, and just got stupid. <laughs> I just, it just I got to the point. Arrow it just got to point. I was like, and then gave up too. Yeah, Arrow. I watched for like three seasons, and I well, I loved it, now. but I fell behind. Uh, Supernatural's ending, which is that's what I, I hear. Know. Fifteen years. That's crazy. I didn't even know that, who the that actors show were. Has a great legacy because that is a fandom that has been consistently kind and charitable, yeah. um, and you don't really see a lot of infighting or ship wars, which is kind of nice. And so I've sort of studied them uh, for Cancer Gets Lost and. Uh, as I do for other fandoms to see what the temperature is. And I read mm-hmm. the room online and I would say Supernatural is like an A plus. I think that they are um, kind of a great fandom and I hope that they get the ending that they've earned. Yeah, absolutely. How long has that show been on? 15, 15 seasons. 15 yeah. seasons. Wow. And what's kind of cool or, you know, about Supernatural, like the original showrunner had five seasons like in mind and he yeah. did his story and it basically ended at the end of season five. 
and then he was done. I think he walked away because Colleen's a big fan. So I, this is through her telling me. Okay. This, but um, and it ended, and then they kind of had to start over at season six and 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 start new kind of. Um, mm-hmm. With the same actors. Yeah, same actors and everything. But I, the, I never, I didn't know it was still ended. on. Um, so it's it's fascinating from that sense that. You know, the original story that he had in season five, but they went on for another 10 seasons after that, which is fascinating for a TV it's show. Su- it's successful. It's unusual. Yeah. Uh, I think it's it's an interesting model. And for, I think, you know, it may not have worked if it wasn't on the CW, mm-hmm. you know, or if it was on a, a different network. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. But they always have such a strong presence at the cons and their fans are awesome. And the, the cast has been super great. So I, I wish them nothing but success. I think it's super cool. And I never watched it, but 15 seasons is a, is a commitment. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and especially in today's world, there's not Oof. a lot of shows that go on that like Grey's Anatomy and yeah, it's usually garbage ones like Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> and... Hey, easy. I, I will defend Grey's Anatomy because I used to call it, you know, a guilty pleasure. And then I read an article where Shonda Rhimes was offended by that. And I kind of, I thought about it from her perspective and it's like, this is a show that there's a reason it's been successful this many seasons and I have not missed an episode. And even though I'm more of a sci-fi and superhero nerd, I really like Grey's Anatomy. And so I'm just defending it for those of us who well, watch you it. You can watch it with Cindy because Cindy and I did a debate. I had ER, she had Grey's Anatomy and I said, I said, Grey's Anatomy is terrible. It's just oh. terrible. I go, I go, I love it when they go, you're at the best hospital, best hospital world. Oh, I'm sorry. We did everything we could. And your, your husband died. Your wife, they just die. So many people die at that hospital. I would never <laughs> go there. Take me to the next hospital. I don't care. Take me, I don't, take me across town. I don't care. Well, I, let me tell you this. I did the first couple of seasons of Grey's Anatomy. I did watch and I, and I really liked, um, and I think I just kind of fell off. Once they went into like some kind of crazy disaster they had to face every single week or whatever. Fair, was, fair. Um, well, the people yeah. are selfish. The doctors, are, they're not believable. They're not like right. real people. You know what? It is basically our, it's a fun soap opera, which I actually have learned quite a few medical things from. Um, but a, but yeah, I will say a far, <laughs> a far superior show is The Good Doctor. Yeah, Cindy used, to watch, Cindy used to watch that one. That's, uh, that's yeah, only I like season it. two. Yeah. Um, but from a medical well, standpoint, I think it's a far superior show. Um, but I think that there's nothing wrong with it, with Grey's Anatomy because it resonates with people and characters resonate and it's inspired people to go into the, the medical field. So there, I'm done defending Grey's okay, Anatomy. Okay, okay. Well, would you, hold on, would you defend um, <laughs> Big Bang Theory the same way? <laughs> hmm, that is an interesting question. I fell off the wagon with that, honest to God, when Sheldon made an anti-loss joke a couple of seasons ago. Oh, really? It's, it pissed me off, but I'm going to tell you something I've never shared before, which is that when I was first doing freelance writing for various sites and blogging, mm-hmm. uh, I think 10 years ago at Comic-Con, I got picked to go to the press table for Big Bang Theory, and yeah. I was so excited to be there, and Bill Prady and a couple other um, producers were at my table, and I said, because Lost was on at the time, I said, the boys always talk about and reference shows like Battlestar Galactic. It seems like Lost would be in the wheelhouse. Do you think you'll ever reference Lost? And I swear to God, they glared at me and went, no way. That's never going to happen. And I was just what? like, they were so rude and dismissive. And it wasn't just me as a Lost fan who was like, this is really sad. They were so mean to me. And then when they made the joke on the show, I stopped watching it. <laughs> did they that have a, at the press your... conference? Did they have a laugh track behind? So every time they said something, they, <laughs> <laughs> they should have because I was like, oh hell no. My um, problem with Big Bang, and I've said this before, is I feel like they laugh at nerd culture. They don't laugh with nerd culture, and that's always been my problem with that show. 
That's interesting. Yeah, I mean, that being said, I, I'm sure that there are people who have been inspired to go into sciences so and oh, be astronauts. So I'm trying to find like the light at the end of the tunnel. Um, <laughs> I, I always love your positive it because, view. Uh, yeah, I, you know me, I try and find joy in everything. I wish I, I, owned, also, I, wish I owned a piece of it. <laughs> I... I liked it because it referenced things that were in my nerd lexicon. And so mm. it spoke our language. But I liked it until I didn't, and then I moved on. <laughs> I, my frustration was that I would watch it, and i go, okay, why is that funny? Because mm. there, there were times I would laugh. In fact, when I was coming back from when London, it was on the TV thing. Yeah. The t- the, and So I was watching them, and I go, oh, this isn't bad. This is bad. But there's so many scenes where they just say something stupid, and, and this laughter goes on forever i go all right that's not funny well you would like uh i don't know if it's in the conan o'brien's podcast we had lisa kudrow on oh man i love about, her oh yeah she's amazing but she was talking about how just her own mind critic where you know they do a thing of friends and they film from a live audience yeah and you know they would laugh at a joke and in her mind she's like that joke wasn't that funny stop it you're encouraging these writers we could have done something better <laughs> <laughs> lisa kudrow is a genius did you ever watch the comeback uh, no, that. but I've heard amazing things about the comeback. Oh, it's it was so before its time, before reality TV really took off. I mean, I think she's a genius, and we'll see her again doing something else because I think she was maybe the best on Friends, if I had to guess. I'm actually doing a rewatch, and I would agree with that. Okay, good. I'm on good season assessment. two, and she's it's, it's, she's hilarious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and she, it was cool. She talked about how when she was filming the pilot, she thought she was going to be written out of the show because um, the whole wow. time, like in her mind, she was like. You know, I'm just the odd man. I'm the odd man out. I, I don't really fit in with any of these people. You know, like, why Why are they friends with Phoebe? I don't right. know why they're friends with Phoebe. They're going to write me out of the show. Huh. Um, and, you know, that was her thought doing the pilot in the first couple episodes. And eventually, you know. It well, it's true. She's a vegetarian. She's, you know, all the different stuff where yeah. they're not. Yeah. So, yeah, but you um, have to have that one friend, man. Yeah. Yeah. The, 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 yeah There's the, the oddball. Are you guys watching? I'm totally changing gears. Are you guys watching Umbrella Academy? No, but is it is it good? It seems like one of those ones that I want to watch. It is aesthetically, it's super cool. Um, We have the graphic novel, so I've I've been curious to see how they translated it. Um, And I think it's it's super cool. I think it's a bit slow in the middle, but I think it's worth watching because it's it's unique and it's fun um, and it's. Uh, I don't know. I, I think it's an interesting ride and worth it. It's on Netflix. Um, it's by um, I'm blanking on his name, but it's the lead singer of uh, what's Gerard Way. Yeah, because he comes to Raleigh every year for because he's friends with the guy that runs. How many Comic-Con, episodes? But um, I think it's ten. Okay. Um, yeah, but they're hour long. But they're the money they spent on the special effects are pretty darn cool. Well, that's awesome. It's definitely have to be one uh, that I check out. Uh, well, Joe, it is always uh, great chatting with you, and just to see. The great work that you continue to do with Cancer Gets Lost. It's absolutely commendable what uh, what you've been able to do. Well, I appreciate that, but all that matters is the end result, which is that thanks to the kindness of fans across all genres, you know, Cancer Gets Lost, since we started in 2010, has raised over $250,000 for a couple different charities, which is unbelievable. And yeah, it's a lot of work behind the scenes, but I never complain about it. I love it. I wouldn't do it if I couldn't. And I feel like, I think it was Gina Rodriguez who gave a, a speech once at an award show where she said, I can and I should, so I do, and that is how I think about cancer gets lost. Yeah, yep. yeah, and, and especially, uh, I was reading an article today about uh, this guy's going to get a Nobel Prize for being able to like figure out how to get T cells to attack growing wow. cancer cells. Um, so like the 
the funding and everything that's going into it does is making a difference. Like you look at you look at AIDS, like the the yeah. fact yeah. the second person's been cured. Um, like twenty years ago, or it's just like it, you wouldn't even fathom that. No. Right. Um, and even 10 years ago, I mean, my dad just took part in a cl- clinical trial that saved his life. And, you know, he's not a young man mm-hmm. and it was not looking good. And now he's literally has an entirely new lease on life because of a clinical trial, because of modern medicine technology, because it's funded by fellow human beings who care about helping the greater good. Yeah. Yep. It's full circle for me. And and it's it's great to see, you know, like uh, a lot of times, like you, you give it to charity, or whatever, like okay, it is actually doing something. It's like, but no, you see, like it's actually doing something. It's actually making things better. It's actually fixing the thing that we're set, you know, setting out to improve. It is, and it's one hundred percent. It is resonates with everybody because it has touched every single oh, yeah. person we've ever talked to, mm-hmm. whether or not it's a family member or a friend. Mm-hmm. It resonates because it's real, and because yep. there are so many different types out there, which is why we pick a different charity with every auction to donate to, because we want to spread the love for our, the re, the money out there for mm-hmm. research. And it's great because these fans get to take home a piece of the favorite show, and every time they look at it on their desk or at their wall, they'll say, "I love that," but I also contributed to this cause, and it just yep. like I think. It means something to them, and it means everything to us. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Plus, the Lost fans are the best. I mean, listen, the OGs. I will. I mean, listen, you know I've been embroiled in some, some fan drama that I've since removed myself from, from various fandoms, and I just keep CGL. You know, literally, our, our tagline, I joke now, is the only thing we ship is packages. Because we do. <laughs> and, uh, you know, we, the fact that in our, we started with Lost and a few bad robot shows in 2012 at our first auction. In 2018, we had 75 TV shows and 50 films represented, which is unbelievable. And it's all because of the power of positive intent and social media. So, again, the world, there's a lot going on. There's a lot going on that's terrible and it feels like it's out of our control. But this is a lane that we all can stay in and make a difference. And I don't Absolutely. mean to preach, but I'm just like super excited to be able to talk about it with you guys. Cause you've known me this entire time. And like, these are the, you guys are my people lost fans have been there since day one and they continue to. And I just, just know that we have a huge amount of treats for lost fans at our auction next year. Yeah. And that's, that's exciting. And, and yeah, and I think you look at, uh, especially nowadays, like social media can be so divisive and so <laughs> yeah. just ugly. Um, yeah. And to see that, it good is also done with it and and you know again huge kudos to you to being a part of that drive that that has you social media uh for good um makes makes a lot of people happy including me thank you and you make me happy the, you guys are still out here you were the first podcasters you and ryan jen were the first people i ever knew who podcasted you introduced me to it and i think it's fantastic that you've expanded your empire as well <laughs> and that you have you will you help people with analysis of shows and you are a, a friendly voice in a community in a communities where people maybe otherwise don't have their people and so i think it's great that you guys are still doing it yeah i don't i don't know why um <laughs> <laughs> we said friendly voices does jay really count like i don't I mean, know why i'm still doing with this jack so. but um <laughs> but maybe 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 joe if jack does leave me for ryan and jen when last comes back You'll, you'll come on the show and be a lot more enjoyable for me. Oh God, I would totally be the grumpy old lady, and I would totally embrace that. It's I'm a gift. Saying, it's a gift. It is. As, as I get older, I totally appreciate your role. I do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you well, see thanks, for having, you thanks for having me on to talk about all of this random stuff. And like, 
I love being able to catch up with you guys, hear about your family, talk about what shows we're watching, talk about everything in, in full circle and giving it back. And I just, I look forward to the next time we get to hang out, which I assume is Comic-Con. Absolutely. Yeah. Cause yep. uh, yeah, as we're, as we're wrapping up here, I did want to say, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, we don't have officially confirmed that we have the panel, but I'm, uh, I'm kind of optimistically assuming that we will have the lost uh, fans unite panel again. Uh, so those listening, if you haven't been uh, Joe, uh, Jack and I, and then Ralph from the Darmalar sometimes has joined as well, uh, do a Lost panel at Comic-Con, and it's a lot of fun. And uh, it's funny. There's always different questions. Questions yeah. you never – are you like, what? <laughs> it's cool because there are people who go to that because they're like, oh, my God, there's a Lost panel, and I just finished watching it, and it's so cool to meet the newbies, and you're like, oh, yes. it's fresh. Yes. It's like, oh, come here. Come here. Join join your join your people. Well, I got to do a well, rewatch because it's been a couple years, and so there's, there were a couple questions that I went, uh, someone else take that. <laughs> yeah, I mean the details. The people who watch it, it's way more fresh for them. We're like, wait, what episode was that? What? Who? What character? I mean, look what how long now? it took. I couldn't remember. Let me Google that real quick. Uh... <laughs> Zoe, who? <laughs> um, and uh, Joe, where can people uh, find your stuff? If they, I, I assume they know already at those things, but if somebody out there doesn't know, where where can they find uh, everything that you're doing right now? can find uh cancer gets lost at cancer gets lost on twitter and cancer gets lost.org is our website and my personal is at joe opinionated which is the word opinionated with a j because that's me <laughs> <laughs> awesome um well joe uh as always it's it's great uh catching up with you i know uh maybe it was a little i was like oh, i'll just talk about whatever but look at we're like an, over an hour in and i think <laughs> we've it been an we've, hour we've talked about and it's actually gone by really fast but seems like four um oh stop it easy old man <laughs> <laughs> but uh it's always great uh getting a chat with you and uh love talking about whatever and um we'll we'll see you soon well, absolutely we'll talk again and i hope you guys have a great week all right you too you too okay bye 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 all right, let's close out this show. Uh, give us a call at 385-309-0311. Call anytime. Once again, that's 385-309-0311. Call anytime with the questions, comments, Batman, and theories. Or, theories. Um, or send an email to jayandjack at gmail.com. Once again, it's jayandjack at gmail.com. I have a little delay in my headphones. So I think that's why I was having trouble speaking earlier. Oh, sure. That's why. <laughs> that's definitely why. Um, I, I'm the grumpy, I'm a grumpy old man. Uh, <laughs> uh, join our Facebook group at facebook.com. Uh, also, want to thank the people that make this show possible. Our patrons. And me. And especially Tag from Tokyo, Eckhart Richter, Maggie the Magnificent, Joanne with the Plan, The Drake, and Ed the Creepy Mailman. Uh, <laughs> you can find a full list of all of our patrons over at janejack.com. Click on the Become a Patron link today. If you give $5 or more a month, you get access to all the bonus shows that the network is doing. That's uh, the Jane Jack bonus shows, the Ramblecast bonus shows, the broadcast bonus episodes, and uh, the challenge cast with Zach and Colleen. Which is my favorite. Uh, it's 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 fun. Ramblecast, we did have Christmas porn. Oh, that's great. Yeah. That's, a good, that's yeah. good stuff. Well, it started with uh, Shamrock porn or whatever it was. So it's a married man special. It it did, a married man show broke. I was the I was the I was the bad guy. Oh, okay. But Matt started it. Uh-huh. And so I said, "Well, what's wrong with Christmas?" So I started doing Rudolph. Oh god. <laughs> well, there you go. You can check that out for our patrons to get $5 or more a month. I um, was laughing. I thought it was funny. Anyway, uh <laughs> this show is hosted by Jack Lapfelter, artwork by Jacob Parr. 
Web design by Ron Fetchesanini. Uh, posting and uh, authorship by Colleen. And uh, music and production and co-hosting by me, Jay Glatfelter. Uh, best special guest, Joe Garfine. Thank you so much for coming on the show. And uh, we'll see you all next week for our episode with Ryan and Jen from the Transmission. And Jack. Uh, <laughs> and uh, until then, we'll see you there. Hasta luego and goodbye. Bye. <laughs>